Spirit of God, we bless your name. It's another day in your presence. And we ask that you move like never before. It is another opportunity to hear from you, Lord. And so have your way this day. In the name of Jesus. Let your will be done. Let that which you intend for us be revealed unto us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Grant unto us divine illumination of your word. That as we dive deeper into your word, you will help us, O Lord. Grant us grace. And place upon us the blessings that comes along with your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. These are many more we ask. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it's a month of divine exemption. And I want to enter into some few things. You know I love the terms and conditions about things. Then after that we, 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 we preach the exhortation thereof. But I love the, the, the terms and conditions because nothing comes easily and nothing comes free. If you want to receive everything without instruction, you won't even know how to go about it. So anything that a man receives, you must look for the instruction thereof. If not, if not, you can miss the mark. Every sweet thing has an instruction to be obeyed. Especially when we enter into the word of the Lord. And this is the part that most of us we dislike. We only want to experience the, the good side and the aiming, and then I receive it and I jump and I inject it in my body. We only sometimes we only want the beautiful aspect of it. So anytime I want to begin something, I want to tell you the, the, the do's and the don'ts. How can how can I attract it? Listen, the life of the Christian must be like a magnet that attracts good things goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives it shall follow you sir if if you don't attract it it can be in your environment and never locate you Let this network not disturb me today. Mama Matilda, please you welcome. Prophetic city, please you welcome. I celebrate. So goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord. But the truth is that. What do you have to attract it? What I do. So most of us we love the sweet aspect of it. I jump, I receive it. But the instructions thereof, we don't like it, we don't love it. You shall be the head and not the tail. And we jump, we shout, Amen and Amen and Amen. It's good. But can you can you start with the pretext? Can you go up there and see and check the instruction thereof? What can cause me to inherit this blessing? What can help me to attract this blessing? If you go up you will see what the, the word of the Lord says. You see that there is always an instruction attached to a blessing. You will see that there is always an instruction attached to anything sweet. You will see that there is always an instruction 
attached to the peace you need. The reason why we cannot walk in the peace of God. The reason why we cannot walk in the blessings of the Lord and mo- uh, some of the things that are better for our lives is that most of us, we have ignored the instruction. So I, I, That's why, that is how come I love, I love it when I expose the instructions to you. Now it's our month of divine exemption. Is it everyone that is exempted? Is it everyone that will enjoy the exemption of the Lord? No. Who are those that will enjoy the exemptions of the Lord? That is what I want to expose to you. We can all be in a car and there can be an accident. Some will be hurt, some will not be hurt. Why is it so? That is what I want to expose to you. We can be at a workplace and all of a sudden they will tell you that they want to they want to sack some people. Some will be sacked, some will not be sacked. What makes these things work? Because life is not as physical as we see it. There are a lot of spiritualities and a lot of transactions go on in the spirit before it reflects in the physical. So how do I position myself so that when when, when we talk about divine exemption, I will walk under such a covenant. How do I position myself? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to pray about these things? So that I can be exempted always. That is what I want to expose to you. So permit me and give me some, some 30 to 40 minutes. Let me tell you some few things. And then we, we take it from there. Hallelujah. I just want to take, tell you some few things. So what is exemption? The, the word explains itself. When we say exemption, what does it mean? Exemption <laughs> That it is an action of, of, free, of free or state of being free from an obligation or liability imposed on others. The action of free or state of being free from the obligation or liability imposed on others. So certain things can be imposed on others and some can be set free. The action of freeing from set state is what we call exemption. Princess, you welcome. Blessed, you welcome. Are we together? That is how the dictionary explains it. But I will explain it in the biblical context too so you get it. So when a lot of people are in a place and they are supposed to go through certain things and all of a sudden the favor of the Lord falls on a man and that man is singled out. That this man must not go through the pains that people are going through. This man must not go through the anguish that people are going through. This man must not go through the failure that others are going through. This man must not go through what others are going through. 
means that the person has been exempted. Which simply means that at first, that person was counted to be part of those that were supposed to go through that. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something steps in in our case. Grace steps in or the favor of the Lord steps in and it singles the person out. The certain things can be imposed on people. Let me bring it to our days so that you understand me. Let's say that there is a tax in the nation. As Ghana is full of taxes, so let me use that. Tax upon a nation. And everybody is paying. And all of a sudden, the government issues a letter and says that the church of Shulu should be exempted from all taxes. It means that people will be paying the tax. But when it comes to the church of Shilu, it means that everybody in the nation called Ghana is paying the tax. But when it comes to the people of Shilu, per what the president has said, Shilu will not be paying the tax. Tax exemption. That means that Shilu has been exempted from the paying of tax. <laughs> Are we still together? I remember the other day, before before Kantaka started operating, they 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 issued something. They said that um, they should give him tax exclusion or tax exemption for the next five years, so that he can put things together and create his company. They exempted him from paying tax for five years. You don't know what that means, sir. And so when the Lord says that he's giving you divine exemption, it means that it can, there can be a time where hardship will come into a nation. But because of his grace and because of his favor, certain people will be, will be excluded. Their names will not be mentioned. Evil can visit the nation, but it can't be comfortable visiting the houses of certain people. So when the divine grace of, when the desire, divine exemption of the Lord comes upon your life, sir, it means that the certain things that people will suffer, certain things that will be placed on people, you will be free from that it will come all right you will see it with your eyes you will see people complaining and people saying all manner of things but you will be excluded from it you will be exempted from it you will be given a divine exemption from that pain this is what I'm talking about to something that the whole nation must go through a certain church will be excluded something that you have every in your family must go to for you you will be exempted why because the heavens is pleased the heavens is pleased to, to, to place that grace upon your life listen to me it is not everybody in your family that will be poor it is not every family member in that family of yours that will be poor let me tell you in the family of Despite and Co, we have people that are still living in the village. We have people that are still going to farms and doing all, all, all type of jobs and kinds of jobs to succeed. But in that same family, a certain man called Despite has come out of it. Why? Because 
because he has been exalted. There, there, there is a path for men to follow. There is a way of life for certain women, for, for certain men in his family. But for him, he did not embark on that way, which means that, sir, he has been exalted. Listen, any long journey before we reach our destination, some will be given the shortcut. This is what the Lord is able to do. Listen. It is not one of us. A day will come that as people are fighting, people are racing, the Lord will give you grace all of a sudden. You will, uh, you will overtake them and they will be asking, How did this happen? And you will tell them that this is the grace of God that He has placed upon my life. It is the Lord that has chosen to favor me. And that is why I am praying for you today that in the name of Jesus, any pain that has been placed on your family may the Lord exempt you and your house any poverty that has been placed on your family may the Lord exempt you from it in the mighty name of Jesus any sickness that is placed on your family may the Lord exempt you from it in the mighty name of Jesus by the divine exemption of the Lord I pray for you this afternoon that may the Lord may the Lord exclude you from all that pain by his favor and by his grace in the mighty name of Jesus so everybody will be expecting that you also suffer as your father suffered. And all of us are able to be so. They will be expecting you to suffer as your father suffered. They will be expecting you to go through crisis as your mother went through. They will be expecting you to go through certain situations as your uncles and as your brothers and as your as your stepsisters and your stepbrothers have the, as they have been through. But little did not know that your story is different. Different your story, different their story. Some will be exempted. And if you are looking for people that will be exempted, I'm talking about you that is under the sound of my voice today. I pray for you that may the Lord place on you the divine exemption in the name of Jesus. When we say something is divine, it means that it is straight from above. It is straight from above. It has a connection to do with God. God is divinity. So if he decides to favor you, sir, if he decides to do you well, who is he that can stand and say that? Uh, why did why 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 are we all suffering about you? You are not suffering. <laughs> why is everybody suffering about you, sir? We can all be in the same class. Some will be sacked, some will not be sacked. Are we together? Sir, the fact that we are all in the same class does not mean that we are grace mates. We can all be having the same, the same course in the same class, seated in the same class at the same time. But I tell you, there are people, their, 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 their grace is different. We can be classmates, but we cannot be grace mates because the grace is different. So we can be classmates. You can call me, you can call my name and tell me that I attended the same school with this man. So we can be classmates. You can use that. That yeah, 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 we can be classmates. But when the grace of the Lord comes upon man, we we may not be the same. And it has pleased the Lord that in that family you are coming from, you exempt you from every curse. It has pleased the Lord. That in that family.
family you are coming from that almost everyone is struggling it has pleased the lord that for you and your household that for you and the children of your loins that for you and your generation you'll be exempted from what they went through this is something that has got to do with god that's why we say it's divine exemption now let me go to today's matter what must i do what are the covenant demands what are the demands to enjoy divine exemption what is it what is, what are those things that are expected of me that if i am i am able to do i can enjoy divine exemption number one number one you must be born again 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 everybody will be expecting me to give a born again scripture but i'm going to the old testament and i'll bring out a scripture tell you some few things about it but listen to me there are most of us we think that being born to a christian father or being born to a christian home makes us born again no some of us we think that oh i heard i heard about a church and people came to me and they and they talked to me and they said that, 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 and because of that i've given my life to christ so i started going to church going to church doesn't make you born again there is something you ought to do there is something you ought to do the bible says that nicodemus came to jesus how he came he didn't want people to know that he was coming to the master and when he came his question was very simple how can one enter into the kingdom he said you can't just wake up and say you are entering into the kingdom unless you are born again how do i get born again these teachings of being born again of late we don't talk about it we don't talk about being born again we preach to people they accept christ they start coming to church and that's all some do not even make some of us we don't even even make altar call we just hear the word of the lord straight we go to church have you accepted christ as your personal savior physically have you been baptized spiritually have you been baptized by fire so baptism of fire and baptism of water all these things must be in place as a christian so my question is have you been born again or you just love to go to church have you been born again or you just love going to church have you been born again or there is a church closer to you so every sunday you go in there <laughs> and I say, Mama, please, Papa, please, you are Have you been born again? The, the, the covenant demands that one must be born again. The covenant demands that one must be on the side of the law. One must accept Christ as his personal savior. One must be baptized by water, baptized by fire. Have you been baptized? 
Have you accepted Christ as your personal Savior? That is the first step of joining the Christ family. So, salvation is what gives you the ticket to enjoy exemption. Salvation is what gives you the ticket to enjoy this divine exemption I'm talking about. Are you saved? Are you saved? Or you love church? Or you love to sing? Are you saved? Have you truly accepted Christ? This is the question I'm asking. Because salvation is what gives you the ticket. A lot of things can come into the world. But those that are on the side of the Lord shall be exempted. Are you on the side of the Lord? Are you saved? Let me read this scripture. Exodus chapter number 8, verse 22 to 23. Let me combine it with the born again scripture and then we push. The Bible says that, and I will serve in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell. And no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end thou mayest know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. I will explain. And I will put a division between my people and thy people. I will put a division. There is a division between the people of God and the people of the world. So where do you stand and in whom do you believe? Where do you belong? You know, I told you that where you belong determines what you experience. So if you belong to the Lord, it will determine what you will experience. Those that are on the side of the world, they are experiencing the things of the world. And those that are on the side of the Lord, they are experiencing the things of the Lord. So where do you belong and where do you stand? Is it everyone that will be accepted? No. Those that will be accepted are those that are on the side of the Lord. So the Lord speaking the other day said, He has drawn a line. Mama, please, you welcome. I, I saw fire prayer. Mama, please, you welcome. I saw Mama, it means, please, you welcome. Blessed one, please, you welcome. Said, I will draw a line. I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall decide. I will put a division. Sir, there is a division. Those that are on the side of the Lord, those that are truly on the side of the Lord, those that are, on, that, that are having the ticket of salvation, those that value repentance and they are doing everything possible to please their Lord, sir, they have attracted the divine exemption of the Lord. It is not every evil that will come upon, upon them. They will see with their eyes, thousands shall fall on their left hand side, ten thousand on their right hand side, but only with their eyes shall they behold the destruction of the wicked, sir. If you are on the side of the Lord, no evil can come against you. Though you will see it with your eyes, destruction will, will be everywhere, but you will be exempted. How do I uh, uh, remain under such a covenant? I need to be born again. I need to have the ticket of salvation. Very, very important. I am not saved because I am a singer in church. I am not saved because I am a drummer in church. I am not saved because I'm able to preach. I am saved because I accepted Christ as my personal savior. Gone through baptism. And I have the Holy Spirit in me. 
Somebody is asking a question. So if I don't get baptized, as you I'm not. That is the principle. Don't skip one and think you can get to three. Don't skip one and think you can get to five. Paul had an encounter. He said, when you believed, were you baptized? After you believed the word of the Lord, sir. My question is, were you baptized? Born again. We need to be born again. As I speak to some people, we say, hey, my man, I say, born again, Christopher. So most of us, we were born into Christian homes. You know, I don't want to see a movie come. I'm drawing your attention to these things. I said, most of us, we were born into Christian homes. You know, I'm Whether you like it or not, it is by force. You must serve God. It must be the decision of the king. Are your help? It must be the decision of the king. Serving God becomes a personal decision. According to the Bible, she should be able to take a decision rather than imposing it on them. You can impose things on them, but when they, they get to the, the stage of maturity, when they get to certain stages, sir, you can't impose on them. That is why, before you realize, no, be born in their back. Let, let her know. Let her know what this things entails. Why must I give my life to Christ? Why must I accept salvation? Why must I give my life? Why must I accept Christ as my personal savior? My Lord and personal savior. This is certain things that we need to do. So to remain under the covenant we must be born again. If we want to enjoy divine exemptions there are rules and regulations. We must be born again. Are you born again? Evil comes on the land every day. But those that belong to God shall always be saved. They shall always be exempted from evil. When we met the other day, I told me that we are ambassadors of Christ. We are not just Christians. We are not just Christ-like. We are ambassadors. So there are a lot of things that we must enjoy. If you don't know who you are, that is, that is how you will be missing certain things. We are ambassadors of Christ. So being on land, there are certain things that must not take hold of your life. If you know who you are, you can start in prayer. If only you know who you are. And if truly who you say you are is who you are. There is difference between saying I am this and you are. But you need to There is difference between saying I am good and being good. I think that one would be better. You can say with your mouth that you are good. But are you truly good? Brofuno, a man's move and check. I'm a dance, why do you make a 50 Ghana? What's the So there is difference between saying I'm good, I'm perfect. Does your life reflect that 
perfection you are talking about. There are people that say with their mouth, as for me, that I'm a humble man. In Pemimus, I'm very humble. The, the, the question is, I want to be careful together. The question is, are you, are, you, are, you, are you truly humble? Or you are just saying it with your mouth? There is a difference between saying it. So most of us will say, I am born again, but your life does not reflect that. Things that your life is expressing has nothing to do with that. So your life must be in love with what you say. You can tell everybody that I'm born again. Is your life also saying the same thing? When people look at you without you opening your mouth, can they also say that truly you are born again? This is the question I want all of us to think about. The demands. What are the comfort does the covenant demand to be divinely accepted? Number one is say that we have to be born again. Is it just by saying with your mouth? Are we living as Christians? Are we truly living as Christians? Are we truly born again? Or we just enjoy saying it with our mouth? Bible says that the time came in the land of Egypt. Because the man, the, the king that time, I will never let the people go. That the Lord decided to prove to them. The Lord said, I am bringing the division. And this division I'm bringing, I am bringing the division between my people and thy people. Now the question is, are you on the side of the people of God? Or are you on the side of the, 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 the people of the world? I am bringing the division between my people and thy people. Which means that those that will be on the side of God, they will be exempted from evil. But those that will be on the side of the world cannot be exempted from evil. Give me the network. Is it okay now, please? So the Lord said, I am bringing a division. And the division I'm bringing, there is something that those that will be on my side will enjoy. And there will be something that those will not be, that will not be on my side, they will also enjoy. Those that will be on my side will enjoy divine exemption. Because there is going to be darkness on the land. There is going to be place on the land. But those that will be on my side will be accepted from the place. And those that will not be on my side will never be accepted from the place. Now my question is, on whose side are you? Do you qualify for divine exemption? On whose side? On whose side are you? Do you just say it with your mouth that I love you, Jesus? I'm on your side. Or your life indicates that you're on the side of the Lord. Is there a relation? Do you have any relationship? Are you born again? Do you have the ticket of salvation? Do you value the ticket of salvation? Do you value the ticket of salvation? 
or you value the ticket of the world. The Lord said, I am bringing division. I'm going to do a police work. I'm going to chapter 8, verse 22 to 23. I am bringing a division in the verse number 5. I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. A certain sign is coming. On whose side are you? If only you can be exempted, then you must have the ticket of salvation. Because it is only salvation that gives us the ticket to enjoy exemption. And I pray that may the Lord have mercy on us. May the Lord have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus. I said, may the Lord have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord have mercy on us. Number two, for the sake of time, I'm in terms of I want to finish this. Talking about the covenant demands to enjoy divine exemption. What I must do to enjoy divine exemption? Number two, be committed to serving God. Number two, be committed to serving God. Be committed. Not just serve God. Though. I, I, my son asked me a question. What is the difference between serve, service and servicing? I will explain all these things then. Listen. Be committed to serving God. You cannot just have the title of a Christian and that's all. You cannot just be going to church and that's all. Be committed. Have a commitment in serving God. Sir, it is salvation that gives us the right to enjoy exemption. But it is the kingdom service that guarantees the exemption itself. It is kingdom service that guarantees the exemption itself. Kingdom service. Kingdom service. Kingdom service. It entails a lot of things. If you leave me, I can talk about this the whole day. And even continue tomorrow. And let me let me narrow myself so that you and I will, will see the practicality of it. Let me let me let me go scripture first. Malachi chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. Let's read something. Malachi chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. Malachi chapter 3, verse 14 to 17. Can we read? If somebody can post to find. Ye have said. This network, this network. Hello, am I live, please? Can we do it, please? Let's push it. Thank you for posting. Let me read my participation. I think I love this passion. I say, He has said, It is vain to serve God. What profit is it that we have followed his instructions and that we have walked monthly before Yahweh of armies? Now we call the proud happy, yes. Those who work wickedness are built up. 
Yes, they tempt God and escape. Then those who feared Yahweh spoke one with another. And Yahweh listened and heard. And a book of memory was written before him for those who feared Yahweh and who honored his name. They shall be mine. Says Yahweh, Mami, I feel Mami, come here. He has said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? The people gathered and said, We have kept the ordinances of the Lord. You know, some of us we always ask these questions. I have stopped everything yet. After stopping everything, are you serving? He has said that it is vain to serve God. It is not vain to serve God. Your problem cannot prove to you that it is vain to serve God. The fact that you are going through uh, some, some, some troubles and some crises does not mean that serving God is vain. Kingdom service is very important. Your service to God can position you in a place of exemption. What do you have and what are you doing to serve God? Let me keep on reading. Malachi chapter 3 verse 14 to 17. He has said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy year. I mean verse 17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day where I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spared his own son that served him. Hey. Ay, ay, ay. Verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened. They that feared the Lord. When those that thought that serving God was in vain were speaking. After they had spoken. They that feared the Lord also began speaking. And when they started speaking. The Lord heard those that were speaking, those that feared the Lord, and they and, and were speaking, the Lord started hearing them, and the Lord started to say something. And they that fear the Lord speak often one to another, and the Lord heard it and heard it, and the book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, mm. and that thou and that thought upon his name, verse 17. And they shall be mine. These are the declarations of the Lord. Sir, I know sometimes the crises are too much. I know sometimes the troubles are too much. The tribulations we go through are too much. But the truth is that these things must not deter us from serving the Lord. These things must not deter us from growing hot, becoming hot every day in the hands of the Lord in the, in, and in the, in, the, in, in, in the face of the Lord. Most of us, when crises arise, all of a sudden, our prayer life goes down. Most of us, immediately there is a trouble that comes upon our lives. Everything that we used to do is in the house of the Lord we stop doing it we stop doing it We st- most of us, we stop going to church we stop giving, we stop spreading the word of the Lord, we stop doing things that <laughs> you think the devil always love to see you read the word of the Lord 
You think the devil will always be happy seeing you praying and that because of those things, certain things can come against you so that your faith will be tested. Will you still hold on to Christ or you let him go? Will you still say that I love you, Jesus, or you let him go? Will you still say that the Lord is my light and my salvation, whether you are going through tribulations or not? Will you still serve God when pains are against you? Or will you speak like those that spoke in the verse number 60? We have obeyed his ordinances yet. Or will you speak like those that fear God? And whether I go through fire, the Lord is with me, I will serve him. No matter what comes against me, the Lord is my God. And the Lord will forever be my God. Will you speak like those that fear him? Or will you speak like those that think that uh, 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 tribulations are greater and higher than our God? How will you think and how will you talk? This is the question I'm asking you. This is what I'm asking you. Nigel, please, you walk out. Sir, if you want to be precious before God, kingdom service is a key. Kingdom service makes you precious. And when you serve God, He spares you. <laughs> when you read the verse number 17 of Malachi chapter 3, I say, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day, when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son that served him. Sir, the Lord will not look on for evil to take your life when you are serving him truthfully. There is an exception for those that are serving God truthfully. serving God truthfully are always exempted from evil no matter where it comes from no matter how the evil shakes the foundation of those that are serving God sir, the Lord will always spare their lives kingdom service kingdom service you can have the ticket of salvation but you must be able to serve God with your everything serve God with your, your mind your, your strength serve God with your soul with your spirit with your body with your money there are some of us we can serve God alright but we can't serve God with our finances we can't serve God with our tithe we can't serve God with, with, with our strength we are going for evangelism as you know Momonko. in time we serve God with our everything we serve God with our everything. We don't just come for salvation. We serve God with our everything. Hmm. We serve God with our everything. We serve God with our everything. Sir, Ezra chapter 23 verse 25. Let me read that scripture for you. Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. Somebody can post it for all of us to read to find. In James version. Exodus chapter number 23 verse 25. In James version says that so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. 
the blessing of bread and water will never come unless you begin to serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with everything that is in you. Serve the Lord with your all. Don't only serve God when things are going well. It is haram. It is a trap. Don't only serve God when when, when your, your children are healthy. Don't only serve God when your marriage is going well. Don't only serve God when your business is blooming. Don't only serve God when you are having the good health. Serve God in and out of circumstances. Whether circumstances are binding you not to serve Him, do it. Because by that, you will be exempted from what men go through that is evil. And this has served the Lord your God, and He shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sicknesses away from the midst of thee. Sir, don't just go and quote the scripture, quote the bee and pray for people. Tell them to serve God. Because these are the things that those that serve God they enjoy. I will take away sicknesses from among you. So some people will be going through certain things. Sicknesses will be taking the lives of others. But sir, if you will truly serve God, you don't serve God only when things are going well, only when you are cold, or only when you are hot. That when you see him going to church always, you see this person studying the word of the Lord, praying pray Lord always, uh, uh, quoting scriptures, sir. In and out of season, serve God. Some are not going to church anymore because their marriage is not responding to how they want it to be. Now, Governor, please, you welcome in. Papa Emmanuel, please, you welcome. God bless you, sir. This is the life of some of us. How some of us are living. I don't like praying anymore. I have lost the strength. Oh, the academy says you have lost the strength. You have lost the strength. Save God. Do you want to be accepted? Papa, when I went to the workplace and, and about my boss, the way my boss treated me, I, I don't even have the strength to, you don't have strength to go to work. You don't have strength to go to church. Because your boss said what? Serve God. Because by that, your life will be spared. Because there is an evil that is greater than what your boss is doing to you. And when it arises, you will be spared. The Lord by his mercies will make sure that you don't experience those evil. You'll be spared. Are we together? So divine exemption is good. And everyone wants to be exempted from certain things. How do I do that? Number one, I said, be born again. Number two, save God. Serve God with everything of yours. Serve God devoid of your background. Serve God devoid of your background. Some people, their background is rich. So they don't serve God. You are coming from a rich background. So you are always busy. Hey. And somebody is also coming from a poor background. And so the person is always praying. But immediately they get something, they stop serving God. <laughs> Serve God. 
devoid of your background, devoid of your circumstances, serve God. Serve God. Because kingdom service will make you precious. And anytime you serve God, He spares your life. Let me quote that scripture. Is it Malachi chapter 3, verse 18? Let me see. Malachi 3, verse 18. Thank you, Jesus. I said, Thanks, yeah. Thanks are ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. So there are people that serve God and people that do not serve him. So he is able to discern between the two. Obin puts the scripture if only you are there. If there is any other version. If there is any other version, please. Malachi chapter number 3 verse 18. And then he has a moon post to post. Malachi chapter number 3 verse 18. Then shall ye return. Ah, not working. And the Mephri be almost a more problem or hunting. God bless you. So you'll again distinguish between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not. Then you again see the good people are different from the very bad people also. Some people are God's servants and some people are not God's, God's servants. And you will again see that difference too. The Lord is able to see these differences. He is able to know this difference. You cannot, you cannot be walking around and say, ah, the way I serve God, eh, he knows your heart. Before men, you can lie. But before God, you can't. Because he knows even into the deepest part of our spirit. The deepest part of our heart. And he knows the intentions of the mind. So you can deceive your man of God that you are serving God. You can dress so beautifully and so handsomely and go to church and your man of God will say, hey, this guy is doing well. Maybe before the Lord, the differences you will strike, you may not be on the side of those that are serving God. Serve God. Don't let anything take your joy in serving the Lord. Do something in the house of God. Don't just be going and be warming the pews. You take your Bible, you clean it, you go and sit down. Then you come home quietly. And, no, 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 no. Have a kingdom service. Find something to do in the house of the Lord. Find something to do in the house of the Lord. Where, when the Lord is setting for you, He will behold you doing something in His house. should look down from heaven what will he see you doing in his house do it and do it truthfully be committed in serving God it can help you to be exempted from evil be committed as I speak to you there are people that have nothing on their hands doing for God 
And these are the same people that complain a lot. There are people that have nothing on their hands. They don't do anything. All that they do is to complain. So for see about for here, she will talk. She won't give. He won't give. The same person talking will not give you. The same person will not give, but they will talk. They have nothing on their heads. What should the Lord remember you for? If the Lord should look down from heaven, if the Lord should look down from heaven, what do you have? What are you doing? How are you serving him? You don't have time for him. You can serve him with your finances. You can serve him with, with your body. You are not even there for, for him at any time. Prayer time, you are not there. Bible study time, you are not there. Whatever that is going on in church, you are not there. All that you think about is work, 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 work. A day is coming. When your heart stops beating, uh, beating sorry, you will not have the energy to go to work. I'm not saying work is, is bad. No, it's good to work. But please, without your respect, don't be too busy to an extent that you have kept God out of your thinking, kept God out of out of your process, kept God out of the things you do. You have you have kept God out of it all. No service. You have nothing in your hands that you are committed to when it comes to the things of God. When it comes to the kingdom business, in the kingdom we find ourselves. What are you doing in this kingdom? What are you doing? The Bible talks about a man called Daniel. Because of his service to God. I remember even when laws were made. They brought the laws because of him. Why? They wanted to stop him from praying. Sometimes you think that the, 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 the trouble that comes into your life, you think it comes just like that. No, it comes for a reason. It's because of a certain decision you have taken. I will love you, Lord. I will love you, Lord. All of a sudden, all of a sudden something will just drop into your life. And that is when we will see whether the I will love you, Lord, was very, it was from your heart or not. Whether it was very true or not. It is the situation that will determine. Can you still sing, I will love you, Lord, in the midst of crisis? Can you still sing, I will serve you, Lord, in the midst of crisis? Will you still be there for God, even in the midst of crisis? It was because of Daniel that those laws were made just to stop him from praying. But even the day he heard that the laws, the laws has been, has been written or has been established, that was the day he prayed more. That was the day he prayed again. That was the day he prayed differently. That was the day he even opened his windows. Because human law cannot stop me from expressing myself to divinity. Human laws cannot stop me from doing what I'm supposed to do. I am called to serve the Lord. I was created to serve the Lord. Man was created to worship the Lord, to serve the Lord. This is my responsibility. And this is the first duty of man. And so human laws cannot stop me. That was what Daniel was telling him. And said, because of that, when they decided to punish him for disobeying the law, they placed him in the lion's den. 
Who can enter into a lion's den and survive? But because he was serving God truthfully, they, they, they placed him inside the lion's den. You know the story. You know the story. You know the story. The lions were not able to devour him. A man that is truly serving God. You, you know, no, lions cannot devour his life like that. Sir, service separates us from evil and guarantees exemption. Kingdom service, it separates us from evil. Kingdom service. You see, yeah, they were sorry, Uncle Evangelism, Uncle Bible studies So as for you All that you do is that you go to church on Sundays There is nothing you are doing to improve the church You find yourself Yet when your pastor comes to church With the same shoe for three weeks You are the same person to complain I let me tell you this truth I will not lie the money we give to church or we give in church is for God but it is spent by men let me tell you the truth I've heard some some people saying certain things when it comes to church we suffer the church the money is for God it is spent by men it is not God that comes to spend. Listen, let me give you an advice on this. When you give something to God, stop looking out for the things that, that is supposed to be used for. You'll be offended. Sorry, Save yourself. Save yourself from this wahala. So, I remember a man of God had a, 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 a how do you call it? A foreign number, a fibian harvester. Yeah. The target of the harvest was to buy a man. Immediately they finished the harvest. The Lord told the man of God, "Give this money to this woman." Not in the presence of the people. Not in the presence of the church. The Lord spoke to the man of God. Give, don't take even a penny from it. Give everything to this woman. Only the Lord knew why. And the Lord did not order him to do it in front of the people. Because if it had been done in front of the people, the people would have known where their money was going to. Backstage, the Lord said, Give the money to this woman. And the Lord ordered the man of God not to say it in the pulpit. I think, I think it was a message the Lord wanted his church, uh, wanted the pastor to know about his church members. People started saying all manner of things about the man of God. People started withdrawing even their tithes. 
To an extent that some people started saying that the man of God was useless. He gave you money. He doesn't do anything with it. He spends it. The man of God that you are saying is he has spent your money too. He has not bought anything new. So how does he spend your money? Church. Our giving can, 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 can be a, a curse because of how we talk sometimes. Man of God, woman of God, my brother, my sister, permit me to say this to you. Your giving can become a curse. If you don't change the mentality after giving, it's very important. Very, very important. I'm giving to God. I don't care. Just offering the bad day. It is not God that is going to spend the money on. No. One guy, one guy that used to come here was like, eh, as for me, my titles, eh, the work I do in, in abroad, my titles, so he, I don't even know the man of God to give my title. You are foolish. The church you attend today, you have money, so you, you are saying that the church you attend today is too small. Your pastor does not deserve the money. And when he was teaching you, when he was praying for you, when he was always on the altar for you, before you go to where you are today, when he was investing in you, committing himself to prayer, studies, teaching you to know the way, you never saw him as a small pastor. Today you are telling yourself that the money you have today, you cannot pay it as, as, as tight because the church is too small. So, so often, so often, how bad? Sometimes I meant that. Don't let money be a barrier for you. Serve God. Serve God. If, if what you are giving to God is bigger than your church, give it to God in your church. Don't be a bastard. I'm not having your testimony. So often, I'm not going to pay a man on the way here. Listen to what I'm saying. Any money you give to God, please take your eyes off it. It is God that holds men accountable. You are not supposed to hold men of God accountable to the money you have given. You pay tight. You are holding the man of God accountable. It's the Lord that does that. I said you can give and be cursed. Be careful. You can give and at the end of the giving you will still be cursed. Why? Because after giving the mentality you had after the giving can destroy things in your life. I beg of you. Serve God. If you are rich, serve him. If you are not rich, serve him. Don't let situations determine how your prayer life must be. And some of us, our prayer lives are like uh, uh, climbing the cliff and coming down and climbing the cliff and coming down and climbing. Why? Because today there is a problem. Tomorrow there is happiness. Today there is a problem. Tomorrow there is happiness. So when the problem comes, he stops praying. When there is, a, when there is happiness, then they begin prayer. Sir! Stop that intermittent life. I don't feel like praying. Pray at all times. Save God. 
Serve God. Serve God. It's a necessity. Serve God, mommy. Serve God. Because your service will separate you from evil. Now, now, Captain, please, you will come. It will separate you from whatever evil that the enemy brings your way. Your service to God. It's very, very important. Those that are serving men of God, serve the men of God well. Whatever you are doing in the house of God, do it faithfully. Do it faithfully. Do it truthfully. And do it out of love. Anything you do without love will bring no benefit. Do everything out of love. Not out of pressure. Do everything out of love. Save God. Don't let situations determine how you study the word of the Lord. Don't let situations determine how, how you pray. Don't let situations determine how you go to church. Don't let situations determine those things for your life. Save God. Rain or shine, I'm serving God. Whether Jesus will save you or he won't save you, serve God. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shalom said, God bless you with salute grace. Whether Jesus will save you, whether God will save me or not, I am serving him. And when he begins to spare your life, and when he begins to bring good things in your life, you will know that the Lord is good unto those that are faithful. He is a rewarder unto those that diligently seek him. He rewards men who Sir, the Lord God rewards men. God bless you, Papa. The Lord God is a rewarder. Don't just read that statement and think that that's all. He is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. He rewards men who He rewards men who I don't know how many times I should say this to you, but He rewards men who The little things you are doing that you think that uh, he sees all. He sees all. He sees every single detail. Whether big or small, he sees every small detail. Don't ever think. He sees every detail. He knows everything in our heart. People can see you serving God, but does the Lord acknowledge you as serving Him? Don't do eye service. It is God you are serving. So it's not men you are serving. Whatever you are doing, do it as you are doing unto the Lord. Do it as you are doing unto the Lord. You, are, you can render service to men, but do it as you are doing it unto the Lord. Because your reward will not come from men. Your reward will come from God. It is God that will use men to reward your life. In the name of Jesus. Yes, it is that. It is God that will reward you through men. Then you package your essay. Ask unto the Lord, Daddy. How much? How much is the reward of a man? How, what is the salary of men? When men decide to reward you, what you receive is not reward, it's salary. After grace, salary. When the Lord decides to reward you. I am not talking about salary. Do you know what the Lord can do? 
Somebody's life can just change in a day. You will just meet somebody all of a sudden. The kind of things you are doing. Ah, the, 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 the heart you have and the things you are doing. Ah, the, the Lord has touched my heart to give you these keys. These keys to three bedroom self-contained. Ah, there are people living in houses that they did not build with their money. There are people living uh, driving cars that they, they didn't power with their own money. There are people enjoying certain things in this life that they, they have no idea of. It was strictly from above. It was strictly endorsed by heaven. It was strictly a reward from above. And my prayer for you is that, sir, if only you serve God and serve Him well, may He exempt you from every evil. If only you serve God and serve Him well, may He reward you in the mighty name of Jesus. Every single effort of yours in the house of God and in the kingdom business, may the Lord reward you in the mighty name of Jesus. His word says that is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. As you keep on seeking Him, as you keep on serving Him, may He reward you beautifully and bountifully in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, mercy, please, you walk up. Sir, he's a rewarder. Serve him. Kingdom service is very important. Very important. Hey, my time. Number three, let me close. Let me close. Number three. I'm talking about the covenant demands. To enjoy divine exemption. It's a month of divine exemption. What am I side to? Number three. Number three. Let me be fast with this. Anytime you are moving. Eh? Number three. Carry the exemption mindset. Okay, I'll do that. Carry the. Hey, Papa Kwasi, please, you're welcome. Carry the exemption mindset. When you are walking around, carry that mindset. That I am exempted. It is very important. It is very important. Sir, exemption simply means that my case is different. Mr. Tinam, I say. It simply means ah, my case is different. Open all tears here. I use that statement. My case is different. What my father suffered, I must not suffer. Maybe the ways of my father are different from my ways. So my case. Is, is different to me, but the men compare this not the, the way definition is that's why I told you I'll give you the, the biblical definition. It simply means my case is different, sir. I can live in Goshen and have light, whilst others are living elsewhere with in darkness. I will be in Goshen and have light. Why? Because my case is different. I know who I serve, I know who I'm connected to. Danny, please, you welcome. I know who I am connected to, and so the person I am connected to, I am able to experience that which. He bestows on people that are closer to him. So my case is different. <laughs> so my case is different. So my case cannot be like others. When others are complaining, sir, I am an ambassador of Christ. If people are complaining about the, the economy of Ghana, I will not complain because it is not the economy of Ghana that will reward me. It is the divine economy of the Lord. Where I am coming from. The one that appointed me to come on this earth is the one that is supposed to pay me. He's the one that's supposed to reward me. If there is any salary, it must come from above. That is what David did. David sat down quietly and said, I lift up my eyes onto the hills. From where come my help, sir? He wasn't looking for help from the land. He knew that help must come. But when the help is coming, it must come from a place. 
my help coming from the Lord. Our help doesn't come from the government. It is it, they are just mediums that the Lord uses to ease things for men on this earth. But the truth is that our true help coming from above. He said, I lift up my eyes onto the hills. From where cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Sir. I am an ambassador of Christ, and so my help must come from the one that appointed me to be on this land. I have a my help coming from God. The land cannot pay me. It is heaven that can reward me. What I'm receiving on this land is just a salary. When my true reward appears. So no matter carry the exemption mind. Don't be, don't be walking as a defeatist Christian. Or a defeated Christian. Don't be walking around as somebody that even is coming in two days. A child of God. A child of God that is having such a mentality that the devil can kill you in three days, that the devil can bring premature death, that the devil can destroy your business in two days, that the devil can crush your, your, your marriage. A child of God, you must carry the assumption mindset. What is that mentality I'm talking about? Number one, mind what you say. If you are an ambassador, you don't talk like that, you don't talk in the house. Mind what you say. In the exemption, in, in the exemption mindset, you must mind what you say, and that is why Proverbs chapter eighteen verse twenty one says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you love death, you will eat the fruit thereof. If you love life, you will eat the fruit thereof. Sir, anytime you are moving as a Christian, you must have that mentality. Have that mentality that hey, I must mind what I think. Let me no, let me even let me take the mind what you think first. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7. For as as he thinketh in his heart. Let me take that scripture first. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23 7. For as he thinketh as a man thinketh in his heart. Sir, you cannot be walking around with a defeatist mentality. As I do. Self will be saying. Shake it off. Shake it off. The battle is the the, the the mind is the battleground. Anything can come in. If you accept it, it will overpower your life. Whatever comes into my mind, I shake it off. Anything that is not according to the will of God, it must not stay here. It must not influence me wrongly. So be walking around with the exemption mentality. Number one, mind what you think. Number two, let me let me say this. Sir, your thinking must be based on the word of God. One, two, one, two, one, two. Your thinking must be based on the word of God. Your, the word of the Lord will not say something and you'll be thinking otherwise. The word of the Lord says, I am an ambassador of Christ. And I'm an ambassador of Christ and I'm thinking like a slave. There is a difference between being a slave and being an ambassador. If I'm walking, I must walk. I must walk as a king. You are a chosen generation. I must walk like a king. I must walk like a priest of the Lord. I must think like a priest of the Lord. So number one, mind what you think. Number two, mind what you say. That is what I quoted. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof 
So mind what you say. Mind what you say. Let me tell you something. Listen. Do not say what is happening. Do not say what is happening. Maybe there is a crisis you are going through. Don't just say what is happening. Say what you want to see happen. That's what the Bible says. That Let the weak say. Don't say I am weak. Let the weak say I am strong. Say what you want to see happen. Don't say what is happening. Or we are petition. Don't say you can't be moving like that, sir. No, you are. When did you when last did you see the ambassador the, the Ghana's ambassador to England or Ghana's ambassador to Korea? When last did you see him weeping in the land of Korea? For what reason? Christian songs download Facebook. Facebook YouTube. download yourself with songs that that will make her nothing. make so, today. In, in church, when you sing true worship songs, people do not enter into the spirit. Sing songs that will that will make them. <laughs> sing those songs. That is when they cry. That's why no one na brabo sentimental songs. The sentimental song, Baba. That's why no one na brabo editor. O kote se ko osua. Enye ongunguru na sana ma o. Wa kai o ha obi a. it's a bad song. It's, it's, it's a good song. But your time, I don't in crisis a man for at prison in crisis they are singing praises when Paul and Silas were in, in the prison, you think they were singing those songs? Rade Womako. Then I mean, Kwami, it's a Rade Womami, say, What are the Sanyo Mamatoya? There you And Kanana Missunio Mo, and Yoma Kuntai, or the Tanana Swap, so I, Oya Kayora. 
Tell your kaya you are. Whatever can make you. Kaya you. Tonyo me be lifting your spirit. Praise the Lord in the midst of crisis. Sing worship songs. Sing praise songs. It is only the Lord I know. Eh, trouble what? Oh, I don't know any trouble. Oh, it's only the Lord I know. Don't go online and be downloading songs that will make you cry more. Christians, we are too emotional. We want things that will make us more emotional. Sorry, and I am because you are too emotional. Oh, I have a radio call. And I will tell Do not say what is happening. Say what you want to see happening. So the Bible says that let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. Though you are poor, I don't say it. Say the opposite. Because the Lord is able to make all these things come to pass in our lives. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he says. Sir, what you say in this kingdom is what you take home. Kingdom, woman, what you talk in this kingdom is what. You take what you proclaim is what you are permitted to claim. So, what are you proclaiming? And what are you claiming? What are you proclaiming? And what are you claiming is very important. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord saw that there was darkness. Darkness had covered the face of the deep. He didn't shut up. So let there be light. I am seeing darkness, but let there be light. I am seeing failure, but let there be success. Everyone is saying this, everyone is going this way, but let me say something different. I'm not saying what I'm seeing because immediately I say what I'm seeing, my body will accept it, my spirit will accept it, my soul will accept it. No, I won't say that, but I will say what the word of the Lord says, and that is what will work for me, and truthfully, it will work for you. Hallelujah. You must carry around with exemption mindset. What you proclaim is what you are permitted to claim. What is your proclamation? I pray for you in the name of Jesus from today. May the Lord help you so you don't destroy your life with your own mouth. May the Lord help us so we don't destroy our destiny with our own mouth. May the Lord help us so we don't destroy our tomorrow. With, because of what we are going through today may the Lord help us so we don't say things that will become curse upon our lives tomorrow I pray that may the Lord help us so we don't condemn ourselves we don't close certain doors in our lives we don't close certain avenues in our lives may the Lord help us may you be exempted if the Lord is looking for people that, are, that will be exempted from every evil may you be the one you will not go in the footsteps of your father where they had to suffer and go through a lot. Sir, your case is different. So you are different from your father, you are different from your mother, you are different from that uncle that died at the age of 40. You will cross to the age of 85. And so we will all give glory to God. I decree and declare over your life. You are accepted. And this month, your case is different in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you and may the Lord do you well. In Jesus' name, amen.